Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Pat and John on their best behavior. And we have another special guest for us today. It is Kyle Amato. Hi Kyle. Hey, how's it going? Good. Host of Hawkcast, mm-hmm. a deep dive into every single one of Ethan Hawke's filmography. Mm-hmm. And you guys have uh, you guys have two more movies left? Yeah, two more, and then he has stuff in the pipeline that'll come out later this year. So we'll reunite for that. Basically, yeah, we have a Sunset and Midnight, which we will review recording after the current situation. Uh, then he has a miniseries on Showtime, uh, a movie where he's playing Nikola Tesla, and a movie directed by Riza that he's in called Cutthroat City. And those wow. are all supposed to come out uh, later this year. Tesla specifically is supposed to be August. And he's playing Tesla, yes, like he's David playing... Bowie and... Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, David exactly. Bowie and the Prestige. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. That was a real person. Yeah. And then you are also, you're a journalist. You are a film critic for uh, Boston Hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look forward to my review for uh, Trolls World Tour this weekend. Oh, excellent. excellent. Wow. So this will be this record in advance. So by the time by the time this comes out, it'll be out there. It'll have gone mm-hmm. viral and it will have sunk all chances at the movie doing well. Unless the movie's good. Is the movie good? I don't know. I'm watching it tomorrow. We'll fucking find oh, out. Probably okay. not, gotcha. but Rachel Bloom <laughs> is in it and I like to support her. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, uh, you and Kyle have uh, embarked on a journey to watch every single Best Picture winner from the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. That's very Um, true. And we're here to uh, talk about the highs and lows of that cinematic pilgrimage, if you will. Yeah. When did you guys... uh, Kyle, when did you start this journey? So um, I try to give myself like film goals uh the past few years specifically uh just because i feel like i was watching movies very scattered and kind of based on things that i feel like i should have seen by the time i was like 22 or whatever and then i i felt i felt like i caught up on that and i was just thinking where's where's another way i can go with this and so late 2018 i was like oh i can finish the best picture winners because i've already seen about half of them so it won't actually be that hard Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that in January of last year. It took six months because I had to watch 50 movies and it wasn't the only <laughs> thing I was doing. So right. I really spread it out. I did like a couple a week. Um, sometimes if they were short, I would do like double feature type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of them I watched with other people. Like I watched French Connection with a couple of friends. I watched what, On the Waterfront with a few people, like some of the good ones. And then mm-hmm. I would do like double features of, of <laughs> crappy ones. Right. And my very last one was Ben-Hur. Which was really ah. fun. I saved, I saved a good one for last, yeah. I tried to balance wow. it between ones I knew were supposed to be good and ones I either didn't know anything about or knew were terrible. And right. it worked out okay. That's good. I have, I, that. yeah, I have my letterbox open to just like look at the order. Um, you have a lot of different lists and rankings yeah. on letterbox, And you, mm-hmm. uh, you ranked oh, them and, and wrote a little blurb for all of them, all, many of which are very, very funny. Yeah. I wrote um, mini reviews just for all of them. Yeah. I finished, I started on January 4th, 2019 and finished on June 8th, 2019. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was, that's brisk. It's a lot of movies. Yeah, it was. And I, I did something similar this year when, you know, when I watched all the Peanuts, I read all the Peanuts comics. Right. So I right. like to have these big projects. You're a completist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get, I'm the same way with future mixtapes. <laughs> And I've yeah, I no, know. I understand it. Me. Yeah, Kyle, that can be your next. That can be your next project. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. your next thing. 
I'll I'll DM you for that. <laughs> well, thank you, John. When did you start? Um. So. Oh, sorry, Kyle. Were you gonna say? Oh something? no, I just I was just gonna say like, I don't know. I I finished the Peanuts project. And that was the last like big thing I was thinking about doing, and so mm-hmm. I don't really have a follow up for the next few months. So right. we'll see what I come up with. But yeah, for now, there's I'm, a lot of I'm, content out there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kind of cruising. I have a good one for you. Um, Spike Lee has a list for all of his NYU MFA film students. You can find it online. A lot of the movies are um, (laughs) their nominees in the best picture list (laughs) or best foreign film. Right. Um, But that's where you get like a lot of Fellini, Godard, mm-hmm. Truffaut. Um, and I've been pick, making my way. That's my list right now. That's a really mm-hmm. good idea. Like it's like a DIY film school. Mm-hmm. Right. That's smart. John, how long, um, when did you start this and how long did it take you? Uh, a lot longer than it took Kyle. Um, so I, <laughs> I kind of stumbled into it because for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I decided, I think it was around December of 20, God, what year is it? December of 2018, that I was going to commit all of the best picture winners to memory. That I was just going to, like, memorize, like, what won what, what year. What a party trick. I know, yeah, and, right. and, and that's kind of how it started. And I was actually at a party one time where my friends were talking about it, that I was doing it, and they asked me to recite it. And I, I had only worked up until like a certain, like I think the seventies or the sixties. And, mm-hmm. uh, I like was doing that. And like, I amassed like this small, like crowd of people who were just like, what is this guy doing? And after, after I finished and the crowd <laughs> dissipated, there were like these three or four, the three or four guys just like hanging around and asking for my opinion on movies. And this was at a party that was thrown by like some people who wrote for Vox. I was in DC at the time. And so there were a bunch of like journalists, people there and i realized like while that was happening i was like oh they think that i'm actually someone who knows what they're talking about like they think that i'm like some sort of like film critic or like i write about movies and i had to like explain like no i parrot (laughs) right exactly yeah exactly so um anyway so that's how it started and then i yeah probably around i think around the oscars uh for 2019 i just realized like why am I putting all this time into it? I should I should just watch these movies because I realized how many of them I hadn't seen before but had been wanting to see. So yeah, I think I actually conjured the energy to start doing it seriously around spring break of that year because I had plans to go away for spring break and then those plans uh, got nixed. So I was just like by myself for all two weeks, both two weeks of spring break. So I I just like made a list of all the ones I really wanted to watch and did like some double features. And then once the school year started, I had to slow down like incredibly. Uh, and then I just chipped away at it as I went along. I also kind of tried to balance it out with like old ones and new ones and tried to balance it out with some some bad ones and good ones. I thought you did a pretty good job with it. I did until the very end. And actually, it mm-hmm. was spring break of this year that I finally finished or a couple of days ago that I finished. But I, I really started tackling the last 14 uh, spring break mm-hmm. of this year. And it was just all from like the 80s and the 30s, which are two of the worst decades for the best pictures and they're oh, all Rain so Man. long and i was just texting kyle like oh i have to watch like the great Ziegfeld," and he was like you did you did this to yourself and i was like yes that's true so it took me a little a- around a year uh, to complete it mm-hmm. um but i had i had 60 that i had to watch i had seen 31 mm-hmm. um and then i obviously saw a parasite when it came out so 
Um, not bad, all in all. I wish I, it didn't take me quite so long, but now, as of a couple weeks ago, I watched The Last Emperor, so I am free from this burden, and I can just watch movies without feeling bad that I'm not watching The Life of Emile Zola or whatever. Doesn't it feel nice to be done? It does, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was, it was really a relief, um, and I think it's part of why I haven't really committed to a big film goal since, because mm-hmm. I really just um, have been like chipping away at director's like I, yeah. um, right before quarantine started, I finished, um, John Cassavetes mm. and, uh, Jane Campion. And I was just like, okay, I feel like I'm set. So since quarantine started, I've just been watching really random things. Yeah. Um, like I watched Foxy Brown. I watched Enough Said, uh, a couple of random who pair things, just like nothing crazy. Um, just stuff. That's just what I'm feeling. Well, it sounds like you're on, you like you graduated. And you're just doing whatever the fuck you want. Like, it sounds yeah. like yeah. this, this for both of you, it was, it, at many points, it was work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, like, a couple questions. Please. Is it possible to make any kind of thematic, overarching stuff from the 30s, or I'm sorry, it, what, is, what is the first year of the Oscars? 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 27, 28. Is it possible to make any connections from those movies all the way through to today? Is there anything in common with any of them or no? That's a ridiculous question. I think on some level there is a through line of just, I think if if you can see the gears turning in a film in the way that a lot of Best Picture winners do, you can understand how they've reached like enough people like from test screenings to showing it at, uh festivals to Mm -hmm. general public and you can see Mm. you can i feel like i can always understand why certain movies took off the way that they did and some i like completely do not understand so okay it's not all of them but i can see things like i understand why everyone loved rain man Mm -hmm. i understand obviously i understand why everyone loved rocky because it's rocky Mm -hmm. uh i can understand something like kramer versus kramer or chariots of fire and there are some that I, I don't understand, like pretty much a lot of stuff from the 30s, Simmerin, right. mm. stuff like that. There's usually something in them that you, you're you just like, okay, I understand this. I don't know. It's hard it's hard to describe. And I think like more than halfway through the project, I was just like, hmm, I think Best Picture is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there really is this idea of like that type of movie that wins Best Picture, but there is, it's more like there are just those types of movies that win best picture like there Mm -hmm. are a couple there are a couple different categories right there's like those historical dramas or like there are those movies that feel like more modern and like they're Mm -hmm. initiating us into like a new era of film like the fact that midnight cowboy won um like in 1970 right like after a pretty like well, yes, for, for the Oscars for 70, but yeah, it was 69, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's after a, a decade in which it was a pretty vanilla, like, batch of movies, like a mm-hmm. handful of musicals, uh, a handful of historical dramas. Um, so, yeah, so it seems like there's kind of, like, that, that tension between those movies that, which still exists to this day, right? It's like the King's Speech versus the Social Network. Both mm-hmm. of them are kind of like your typical Best Picture winners, but they represent different voting tendencies within the academy and that seemed to have been present like from the get-go really yeah, absolutely with, uh, yeah. with the best picture category which i i in actually in in preparing for this i was i was taking stock of and we'll talk about this later but i was taking stock of different lists of that rank the best picture winners mm-hmm. and 
I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes has like an adjusted score where they they rank all of them, and it said that they they ranked ninety three, and I was super confused because I was like, that's not accurate. There are ninety two of them, but then mm-hmm. after I did some digging, I realized that they include this movie called Sunrise, which won in nineteen twenty eight for like the first the first Oscars, or was that twenty nine? Uh, yeah, in, in nineteen twenty nine, there were two categories for like best picture kind of things there was outstanding picture which wings won but then there's another category called best unique and artistic picture which that's what sunrise won so mm-hmm. like if it within like the we first... should bring that back i well it kind of i i was like but this has always existed like there was always that idea of like well this is the movie that like is the best movie but then this is the one that's the most unique and they dropped that the second year uh, mm-hmm. But Sunrise is a mm. is a movie that is considered by some people to be like a mo- like that and Wings are considered to be the best the first best picture winner. So mm-hmm. yeah, that 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 tension has always existed uh, for the Academy even from the get go. Yeah, I've never really looked at like the history of the different categories because it all it kind of like glazes over in my head right. um, of like when things were introduced. But that is really interesting. Well, and and. and to go back to your question, Pat, it's less that you can find through lines for the the history from like the twenties until now. It's more that within specific decades there are mm. certain tendencies. Um, like the eighties, mm. it seemed like they were really interested in like stories that come from like this is a generalization, but like stories from far off lands that feature like really beautiful, you know, they're shot in these really beautiful places that are not North America. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like in the seventies, like obviously that scene is like a super innovative era for film, and those are kind of a more inventive batch of of movies um, well, it, than other decades. I'm just looking at the list uh, at a. Gl- I'm this the seventy the best picture winners of the seventies mm-hmm. seem to me like the most like historically like of the consensus like these are the the best movies and yes. even the nominees like yeah. That the seventies is stacked Oscar wise. Absolutely get behind that. Yeah. And I'm looking through the eighties and so many of these movies there I mean, people have already done like Oscar re- reduxes mm-hmm. on all the eighties mm-hmm. and even in the two thousands already. And it seems like the seventies is the only decade that like still holds today. And maybe you could say that for some of the 60s too like. i think you can but the 60s is so strange because they have winners like in the heat of the night and then they also have oliver right things right. like that it's fast which yeah. was followed I by think, midnight cowboy mm-hmm. i think your point about the 70s is like dead on because i think that's the era of like the film school people like coming together like francis ford coppola and all them yeah right 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 was that your okay so let's just get into it what was your most enjoyable decade and what was your least enjoyable decade well definitely least is the 30s because the movies were too long (laughs) Um, 30s are awful a lot of them are pretty bad i mean but i also think all quiet on the western front is an amazing movie yes yeah um that's one of my favorites which we'll talk about later but that yeah it's really incredible movie so i guess i would say i don't know not the 80s or the 90s I don't know, the 2010s ended up being pretty interesting. Yeah. But I feel like that's a bit of a cop out. So I, I could go with the I could go with the seventies because I honestly Patton was a very early movie for me that made me like movies. Mm. Cause it was something we actually watched in like 
fifth grade and I just mm-hmm. really got into George C. Scott's performance. And obviously now I know. I'm yeah, like, the same. I watched it when I was like 11. Yeah, I watched it when I, yeah, I was really little. Um, but that was a very early movie for me where I was like, okay, movies are good. And then there was some, <laughs> like The Godfather I watched when I was a, I, I don't think I watched them start to finish until I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I, I would say that the 70s probably were it for me, but I, I had seen a decent amount of those movies before because I, I, right. I only watched the ones that I hadn't seen already. So in terms of the most enjoyable to revisit, I mean, I there were a handful that I just hadn't seen from the 90s. Like I hadn't seen all of Silence of the Lambs, nor, nor, have I, nor had I seen uh, Unforgiven, Schindler's List, mm-hmm. um, Shakespeare in Love, which I actually really enjoyed i maybe i'm not supposed to that's a but, sweet movie uh, yeah and yeah, same same with the 60s like i hadn't seen um the apartment lawrence of arabia uh, midnight cowboy mm-hmm. so it's it's hard it's hard to say because again there just there are these patches and all these decades of movies that i hadn't seen so even if you if a single decade has like three or four that i hadn't seen i consider that to be kind of a win because there are some decades that were a total slog but yeah i mean the 60s is or the 70s rather is a is is you can't really make an argument against it because there are just so many good movies. There really aren't any movies in the seventies that are, that I would say are bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy that 1974 Godfather part two, one, which is fine, but like you also have Chinatown mm-hmm. and the conversation like that's insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's completely that's, nuts. That's fucking crazy to look back or like one floor over the cuckoo's nest, Barry Lyndon, dog day, jaws and Nashville. Yeah. That's one of the best lineups ever. Yeah. Do you guys now one thing that anyone can see looking at the nominations is that there used to there were five and mm-hmm. now as of when was that? Yeah, two thousand nine they mm-hmm. expanded it. How do you guys how do you guys feel about that now? Um I mean obviously you weren't watching all the nominees. That wasn't the project. The project was just to watch the winners, mm-hmm. but how do you feel about the, the field being so open now? I like it. I think it's a good thing because it it's a it's another way to get people engaged. And I think a lot of people who don't really follow the Oscars look for best picture and mm-hmm. that there can be between six and ten nominees mm-hmm. gives it more room for for like slightly larger movies, like something like when Black Panther got nominated, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, good for it. Um, <laughs> something like something like that. It can. It can bring other people in, and it it makes for a nice gateway into like having a, a deeper level of interest or respect for film. Well, yeah, and and if it were if it were only five, I mean, there would just be like some years where certain movies definitely would not get the recognition. Like I maintain that twenty seventeen, and Kyle, I think you probably feel this way as well, mm-hmm. and maybe you do as well, Pat. That that's like one of the best years, just like for nominees. Who are the um, nominees? Because it's, it's Lady Bird, Calling by Your Name, Shape of Water. Uh, Dunkirk, Dunkirk, Get Out, Out Phantom mm-hmm. Thread, and mm-hmm. then you have The Post, Three Billboards, and Darkest Hour. But you know, <laughs> but like a handful of those movies, like I would say, like there are five mm-hmm. just by themselves that are just remarkable movies. And if it were just narrowed down to five, I like I don't Phantom Thread wouldn't have been nominated. Call Me by Your mm-hmm. Name probably wouldn't have been nominated. Yeah, Lady Bird probably wouldn't have been nominated. I, I do. I I mean, I do think that 2017 is a bit of a. I mean. It's like a bit of like a, an oasis in a, a desert of rough years. I I, I, I mean even like twenty seventeen is kind of a miracle. Yeah, like twenty sixteen, like 
Hacksaw Ridge. No like, one's seen Hell or High Water, which is which is a movie that I love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's from, I, it's a fucking neo western. Yeah, that I, movie I, is I so good. Ben, ben Foster is but a like, crazy it's, person. It's not it's not a best picture. Mm-hmm. It's not a best picture. It's a really yeah. well done, lovely film, but it's not a best picture. It just be, it just um, gets tough because if you do narrow it down to what five, what is a best like, picture? Right. Well, and if you do narrow it down to five, like the the, the movies that are going to be eliminated, like are not going to be necessarily the bad ones like if it was narrowed down to five for 2016 like lion could have still gotten in or or hacksaw ridge could have still gotten in there's just no guarantee right. that it's only going to be the right. five that are that are good because when it was the five best yeah when it was uh narrowed down to five for a long time it obviously wasn't the case that only you know only the, the best movies were were included in that list of five mm-hmm. um all right can you guys give me some movies that you maybe looked at on paper and you're sitting down to watch it and you're like, Oh fuck, this is going to be awful. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through it, you're like, wow, you know what? Here we go. I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just going to go look at my list to refresh. Uh, I think a good example for me was, uh, Marty, Mm, which I didn't really think was going to be much of anything, but I think Ernest Borgnine's performance is so genuine and, and nice and it's so low stakes. And what year is that for people? 50, 55. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great, uh, the shortest Best Picture winner at 91 minutes. Oh, then I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah best, and it best was the language. most recent uh, Cannes Palme d'Or winner until Parasite. Oh, wow. Isn't that oh, fun? Wh- it took that long? Isn't wow. that fun? Oh my God, it took, that's like 70 years. Jesus. I love that the French are deluding themselves into thinking they're having Cannes this year. Well, yeah. really? <laughs> it's very European of them. <laughs> we all gotta hold on to something well i just like, yeah I, I i want movies to happen as much as anyone but i just sure. I, I i don't want to it's just not gonna happen you don't you don't want people to die oh yeah this is for this is all sorry this is a little bit of a tangent but this yeah. is for if kelly reichert is listening <laughs> uh hi um my parents and i would love you to release first cow <laughs> on on uh the the pre-theater whatever we'll pay no. 1995 a24 is putting it back in theaters when things calm down because Ooh. it deserves a real release i'm into that okay okay i'll wait well i'll tell you it's the best movie of the year hell yeah yeah i'm super i'm super excited mm-hmm. the, you mean it's not the hunt <laughs> no best movie of the year um, I was thinking recently how funny it is that the last person I introduced myself to before all of this started was Kelly Reihart. So wow, yeah, in Boston I interviewed her. Oh yeah, that's oh right. Yes, and mm-hmm. you can read that interview for Boston Hassle. Yeah, check that out. She's a she's a professor, right? She is. Wow. Yeah, I hope her quarantine is going well. I'm gonna give her a bad review on rate my professor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so my answer to this question, um, I, I agree. I agree with Marty. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I mean, the apartment. I hadn't seen it before, and I wasn't expecting anything that great from it because I was like, "Oh, it's a Billy Wilder movie, but it's a comedy." And I just mm-hmm. hadn't really seen a lot of his comedies. I mostly knew him through like his noirs, and I. It is. It is. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in my top five yeah. favorite movies so of all here's time. Here's the thing about the apartment. We could go on and on about this. It is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Just in cinema. And that, yeah. I think, I mean, that's where I, I put it. Um, we can get into this next, but um, that's why it's at like the top of my list for best yeah. picture winners. Because I, 
I, I saw it again. Actually, I took um, my boyfriend to it at the Coolidge in December because he had never seen it. And the Coolidge does it for Christmas every year. And I finally got to go. And it's just so good. Yeah. I didn't love the audience because they were laughing more at parts where I didn't think they were actually that funny. Um, yeah, there's some lows to that movie. Mm-hmm. There's some lows to that movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, and that, that's more that's more of a reflection of how little I apparently know about film. Like, I just didn't know it was going to be that good. And then... I didn't either. And then I saw it when I was um in... Mm. Bryn Mawr, of all places and they have the little mm-hmm. theater there mm-hmm. yeah i was able to catch a catch a showing of that but so b- besides that um uh terms of endearment i was i was expecting oh, that to be super yeah. schmaltzy and not very good but i i really really love that movie that movie's amazing yeah yeah i think that's a great example um i loved the french connection mm-hmm. i would say um all quiet on the western front i thought it was just going to be boring but i thought it was yeah. great yep I loved the best years of our lives. Oh my god! I think that it's is so an amazing good. movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful movie. Um, Amadeus. I wasn't expecting. Oh, I love, love Amadeus. That. You'd never seen Amadeus. Emily Cohen's dad has seen that and saw that in theaters seven times when it was out. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! That's something to be proud of. I yeah. agree. That's like a cool record. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with myself for seeing Call Me By Your Name three times uh, in theaters, but that, that puts that to shame. The only movies I've seen in theaters three times are Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. Toy Story 3, uh, Best Picture nominee. That is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, just, just last, um, It Happened One Night. Oh, my God. Isn't that movie wonderful? Yeah. 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 I, I think I was What year is be... that? 38 30... or something. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be good because it's from the 30s, but really... That no, it's and, a lovely, and quite on the corny... Western Front almost, almost, uh, almost justify the '30s existing as a decade. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, sorry, you were saying it was, it's a, you say it's horny. Yeah, it's it's like it's yeah. delightful. Um, yeah. I did you also know that it is it partially saved Greyhound buses from bankruptcy? No, because they were there on Greyhound buses in the movie, and then everyone's like, "Well, I'm going to take a Greyhound bus so I can get dicked down by a." <laughs> whoever clark gable <laughs> yeah clark gable wow yeah no i'm serious it's wonderful that's the power of cinema i guess the power of film i yeah. love it wow back then back then especially yeah jesus um what were your what were the ones that you will call these phone watches where you spent the whole time on your phone or you were just begging for the suffering to stop <laughs> are you essentially asking for like our least favorites or just the ones that we were just yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. bored by because that, that's different there were some well, actually, that were... that's different yeah. that's different um so let's do let's just do boredom okay out of africa oh my god what oh, a boring endless. empty <laughs> so long oh god i that Mm-hmm. And that that was near the end. That was one of the movies that I foolishly left until the end. But oh I was my right God. in the middle. Oh, it's just so boring and like yeah, it sucks. I kept going in and out, and I was like, oh, I I know what's going on here, and I've missed so much. I actually but it don't does mind not matter. it. Really? It's one of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you weirdo! I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. It was on a lot at the house, so that <laughs> yeah, that... says a lot about my family. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would check out. Another movie that did that for me. I know this is blasphemy for for Pat's parents. The English Patient. Oh, that's a good movie. Oh, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, don't be saying that at dinner, John. <laughs> don't worry. I that's why I'm getting it out here. It's lo- I I will say it's it's a long movie. I like it's it. It's very very long. Yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I think it's because I just I watched it right after I watched Lawrence of Arabia, mm-hmm. and 
there are so they're both deserts yeah so i was like i get it you can deal with the deserts (laughs) yeah 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 i was getting i feel like i was contriving asthma just being being or watching those movies um yeah those were phone watches for me what about you kyle my phone watches were something like grand hotel where i was just like i'm not connected to this yeah um something like that Uh, i'd say going my way which i was just like Mm -hmm. okay yep i did not care for that film a man for all seasons oh yeah i watched that on a plane that's that's the right choice mm-hmm. um yeah a lot of stuff from the 30s i would say was de- definitely phone watches what were okay so now let's just go to terrible so just which were the ones you were like how how take boredom aside from it like just how did this win best picture crash and driving miss daisy oh my god yeah yeah okay crash is an embarrassment it's so bad i was expecting I hadn't seen it before embarking on this project and I was expecting it to, I don't know, be something like maybe not quite at the level of like the artist, but maybe like a a couple steps below the artist in terms of it's just like, this makes no sense. Like there's stuff that should have obviously won, but I can see it, but it's just a bad movie. I mean, this isn't a hot take. It's just a bad movie. It's poorly Mm. edited. It's the screenplay is so dumb. The acting is dumb it's just it it's it is insane it's just know, so insane that it won i know yeah there, there's this clip that i sent that i sent kyle of like sandra bullock like ru- falling down the stairs and yeah. it's just i i laughed out loud because it's so poorly edited and like the the sound that she makes as she's falling it, it's yeah it's just it's just terrible driving miss daisy i actually hated a lot less it's still i think one of the worst but i thought it's, dan it's not was nearly as so egregious. terrible in it oh yeah yeah it's car- he's cartoonish uh in, in in that movie um mm-hmm. yeah I, I would echo both of those um oh my god the broadway melody that thing hates women is that it. that sounds like a 30s thing oh yeah it's so 30s it's so it, 30s it hated women yeah <laughs> it it hates women and it's it's that and the great Ziegfeld are just you can tell that in the 30s they just wanted to go even when they weren't watching vaudeville acts on stage they wanted to go watch vaudeville acts mm-hmm. right uh, and, and so there's just like especially great Ziegfeld like there's just like these I don't even know how long but we'll say it felt like 30 to 40 minute long entire vaudeville acts just like smack dab in the middle of the movie for no real plot reason and then you'd have like a couple minute long sequence that's in blackface as well. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is happening and everyone's having a great time. Uh, yeah. So the, I found those to be pretty much unwatchable. Um, yeah. The Greatest Show on Earth. Oh, I don't even remember it. Oh. Starring Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Although that, that, that was that movie nominated for Best Picture? No. The no. song oh, was. The song. Yeah. Those. Yeah. That song was yeah. all over. Uh, yeah, incredibly long and really stupid screenplay. No one mm-hmm. is good in it. There's some really bad performances. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so those those are the ones that come to mind for me. Oh, and Green Book. Oh yeah, Green Book is just mm. bad. Yeah, I think it's I just... think your 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 one word review on Letterbox, which I looked at right before this, is corny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> And that's a good encapsulation. Uh, Kyle and I were watching that movie together. We were like using Rabbit to like. Yeah, you know, Rabbit no longer watch. exists. I know, R.I.P. Rabbit. But we we were watching that movie when I found out that I got into grad school. Actually. Yeah, isn't that so fun? I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I had to like tell him like, oh, "Be right back. I think I'm about to get into grad school." 
And mm-hmm. that happened while I was watching Green Book, one of the worst Best Picture winners of all time. It's funny how, yeah, I was saying to my friend that I'm going to be really stupid for the next couple months because I'm not going to be able to, like, pin what I was doing to what movie I saw that day. Right. Which is, like, how I can, like, track when things happen. Right. Um, and I guess I can do it with, but I also haven't been watching a ton of movies, so. Yeah, time time has a whole different uh, meaning at this point in our lives. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, I actually, I crunched some numbers uh, before we started the podcast. And what I did was I took the the first, I think like, whatever, the first page of Google results. If you if you Google like uh, best picture or best picture winners ranked. And I looked mm-hmm. at the first, the first batch of lists. And I actually, I, I wrote out like all of, I think I took like the top, the, the bottom 10 and the top 15 and i like made a note of like a tick mark for every single time that a movie was was mentioned uh and i actually have a list of the i have the list of the best and the worst now this isn't a particularly like stat status st- statisticians no what who who, who are the people who statistician yeah statistician okay, yeah statisticians yeah, yeah. uh don't at me i know this isn't a um a tried and true method but um according to uh, I think it was like eight lists. If I look at the average of it, uh, the worst ones are uh, Crash, The Greatest Show <laughs> on Earth, Cavalcade, The Broadway Melody, Cimarron, Around the World in 80 Days, Out of Africa, oh. A Beautiful Mind, Driving Miss Daisy, The Artist, Shakespeare mm-hmm. in Love, and Forrest Gump. I think I think that's more than 10, but there were some that were tied uh, for the last, the last few spots. Mm-hmm. So... That's the general consensus, at least, on what the well, the ones that came up most often. Yeah. Any surprises, Pat? Any surprises? Yeah. Is there anything that I just listed off that that you're surprised to to hear on well, that? Well, Forrest Gump is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it is. And people, I don't. I, I really don't understand why there's still so much discourse about that movie. My favorite thing. Yeah. I really. I really don't. I really. Is it really? Is it really like a salve? Like, is it really a feel good time? No, that I, I do, is I've terrible. never felt that way about it. Yeah, it's garbage. And I what watched I'm... it when I was. Oh, go on. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say one of my favorite things. It was just like an offhand mention in um, an episode of Blank Check, which is like my favorite podcast about movies, um, where David Sims, one of the hosts, he just he just says, "If Tom Hanks gave that performance today, he would go to jail." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised about like a beautiful mind. It, it doesn't seem to me as it's 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 not that bad. Yeah, it's not a. I haven't seen it in a while, but I don't think, I think it's that bad. I think Jennifer Connelly is very good in it, but that's the only thing I think yeah. about it. Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah, it's just why I was saying earlier. It's not it's not a breach. Like there are movies that are I think far more offensive in so many different ways. I think it's just for a lot of people, it, it's kind of a shock that it won, and I think people were kind of Russell Crowed out by that point because Gladiator, yeah, Gladiator and then beautiful mind one back to back Um, and also there's like the historical inaccuracy aspect of it which i mean whatever they're movies but i think wasn't he a nazi or something (laughs) yeah i think there's also that i think they left that out conveniently Mm -hmm. um forget what i said about the movie it's terrible (laughs) i've never seen it (laughs) um no i i I would agree what did you mention the artist in that list uh the okay the artist yeah yes yeah yeah, that 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 came up on three three different lists. I saw uh, that in theaters. The What's so interesting is that those guys, that director and uh, Jean Dujardin, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, very good. Um, he they made these like 
spy spoofs in mm-hmm. France called OSS 117. Mm-hmm. They used to be on Netflix. I don't know if they're still there. These like really smart and snappy like basically he's like a french austin powers Mm -hmm. and i i remember seeing those um before the artist and i was like what first of all it's like it's hard to find a good like action comedy these days so you know they were a great find it's just sometimes i you you look at directors and then they make a movie or they collaborate on a movie and they're like and the audience are like where was that in you yeah that's my reaction mm-hmm. to the artist. How did these guys making like a smart, goofy like action comedy come up with this? I know. Yeah. Great unanswerable. Totally. I completely agree. Yeah, that was that, that was a strange. That that's I think seen as one of the worst worst years, uh, at mm-hmm. least of the past like 20, 20 years. You mean nominee wise as well? Yeah. Well, the nominees go all over the place, man. You can't I I can't think about nominees. I can only think about the winners because the nominees well, are a crazy list. Yeah, that's true, but I think that's just one of those years where it doesn't make sense that the artist won, but then you look at the list as a whole and you're kind of like, well, I mean, whatever. I mean, I feel like the general consensus is that Tree of Life probably should have won that year, but mm, the pickings were, I think, pretty slim. Like, it, it, I just feel like with so many bad winners, you can look at it and be like, oh my god, that totally, like, that shouldn't have won. This movie should have won instead. Whereas with the mm-hmm. artist, it's like, yeah, it's a kind of a shitty, boring movie for kind of a shitty, boring year as a whole. Yeah which can happen sometimes i can get behind that yeah what are the 10 best all right um do we just want to give our lists john yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i'll give i'll give my top 10 hit it all right so i'll start with 10 12 years a slave number nine all about eve can you give the years for these two uh yes i can let me just change that up so i can see the years to confirm so, number 10, 12 Years a Slave, which is the 2013 winner. Number okay. 9, All About Eve, which is 1950. Okay. Number 8, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, 2003. Oof. Number 7, No Country for Old Men, 2007. Oh, my God. Number 6, Midnight Cowboy, 1969. Number 5, Turns of Endearment, 1983. Number 4, Parasite, 2019. Number 3, Silence of the Lands, 1991. Uh, number two, Moonlight, 2016, and number one, The Apartment, 1960. Wow! Wow! It's mm-hmm. a very good list. I think so. I think I might push Parasite down a little bit. I think I was just riding the high of it winning at all. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other other ones I have up in the top are stuff like Lawrence of Arabia, Spotlight, mm. On the Waterfront, Ben Hur, Godfather, Godfather Part Two. Stuff like that. Like, there are some really good movies that have won Best Picture. Like, there's a reason that people want to win. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you shouldn't look at the list as the gospel, obviously. But if you watch Mm -hmm. all of them or look at, like, the ones that are considered to be, like, the best, like, you will be exposed to, like, really incredible movies. Like, even if everything besides The Apartment totally sucked, it would have been worth it for me to have done this project just to have seen The Apartment. I, I completely agree with that. I think that's a really good way to look at it. And that's how I've looked at it. It was worth it for the ones that I got out of it. Yeah, we also have to look at it that way because we sunk so much fucking time into this project. (laughs) Yeah, it's best not to dwell. Yeah, exactly. Kyle, I I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, Godfather's not on your top 10. Godfather's in my top 20. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, I I like that. 
All right, John, go, Pat, or, go. Okay, I'll go next. Okay, I made sure I have all the well, dates correct. Well, my, my list is so truncated because I haven't seen... Oh, right, right, right. I don't How many have you seen? Um, let me get my, let me get my list up. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. So that way we have the two, the two folks who have seen. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, Back to back. Uh, so for me, um, a lot of overlap with Kyle's list. Uh, number 10 is Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 2003. Mm -hmm. Uh, number nine is All Quiet on the Western Front, 1930. Number eight is Spotlight, (laughs) 2015, (laughs) at Pat. Um, seven is Sounds of the Lambs, 1991. Number six is All About Eve, 1950. Number five is Unforgiven, 1992. Number four is Parasite, 2019. Number three is Best Years of Our Lives, 1946. Mm-hmm. Number two is Moonlight, 2016. And number one is The Apartment, 1960. I'm glad we're on the same page with that one. Yeah, the bros are on the same page. I so I, I really have yeah. to see The Apartment. It's yes. so good. It's amazing. Okay. It, it's like one of the best three screenplays of all time. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. It's the way it crumbles, cookie wise. Uh, so good. Shut up and deal. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got, Pat? Um, this is in no particular order. Sure, mm. you're a coward. Um, and Don't let the man feel himself. <laughs> I I put one of the movies here. Um, the the creator, um, is not a good guy. Sure, <laughs> not a good person, and the the work. Unfortunately, we we have to look at the work through that lens now. How dare you um, say that about Peter Jackson? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so my list, uh, Godfather. I just put Godfather, Godfather 2 as yeah. one. No, that, I mean, that's the right choice. That's the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Godfather, Godfather 2, Deer Hunter, Amadeus, Silence of the Lambs, Unforgiven, Return of the King, No Country, Birdman, Parasite, <laughs> Annie Hall. Annie Hall's a very good movie. Pat, it's yeah. fine. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. Don't worry about I, it. I, yeah, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen it before I embarked on this project. And again, very, very good. It, the movie, he doesn't hold up. The movie does. Yeah. The movie the movie still slaps. No, it um, for sure does. Okay, this is perfect. You so guys don't... Can... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Well, so this is perfect because I know for a fact that, Pat, you do not like Spotlight one bit. And Kyle, I'm pretty certain that you do not like Birdman one bit. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's my Birdman take, <laughs> Please, which I me. always feel like a psychopath saying, I think all the Edward Norton Emma Stone stuff is hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel about Birdman. Where's that essay? Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Okay. That, I, I think. But you don't like the movie in general. Which there yeah, there I mean, there like, is a strand there's a strain of people who fucking hate that movie and think yeah. it's one of the I worst best picture winners. I don't hate it. I think it is very much the movie that it is. Emma Stone is the best part. She's she's my favorite performance in the movie. Yeah, she's great. And even even not just her scenes with her and Edward Norton, but even her scenes with Keaton are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I thought that you hated it more. I'm just incredible. I'm just trying to stir shit essentially. But okay, so, no, 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 uh, Pat, go, tell tell us why you hate Spotlight. It's not a movie. <laughs> okay. It's a miniseries. It's a miniseries. I guess I can read that. It's not a movie. It's not like it's not like a cinematic achievement. But doesn't that's have, why I like it. Doesn't have it's to very be. Low yeah. Key. Yeah. Same. It's just. I also like to think of Best Picture as like. Well, obviously, like you want it to advance the medium. So when sure. people mm-hmm. when people look at 
the winner, they say, wow, that's where the medium was in 2015. Right. Like, that's why Parasite, that's why Cinephiles went nuts when it won, because it was like, wow, this is the first time in a minute where people can look at Best Picture and say, wow, like, this is where films are at now, Mm -hmm. you know? You you wrote for The Revenant, didn't you? I've still never seen it. I think, just see the first 45 minutes, it's one of the best movies ever about America. Okay. Then the rest of the movie goes to shit. Um, No, I just didn't understand why, which is funny because it won all the other Oscars, but, like, to me, Mad Max really, like, Mm pushed everything forward yeah i do think it was Mad Max it won. was it was also a classical like big oscar too like talk about like lawrence of arabia like mm-hmm. return of the king yeah but it also like pushed a lot of other things i just yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's i agree and, listen spotlight is serviceable i saw it and it's not like i was i was like when is this over like obviously you're it's a tremendous story like you're writing you for them wanna... you're, you're, you're rooting for them and not the priests <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. God. yeah yeah i wanted mark ruffler to win um right well he's so good at being indignant about various injustices right 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 right, right. um they knew oh, that, that yes they knew um, and they didn't tell him <laughs> i uh yeah i'm just it it doesn't it didn't wow me in the way that I want Best Picture to like wow me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pat also does obviously like. Okay, go. Pat also doesn't I don't like, like stories. Yeah. I don't like Boston. Yeah, Pat I don't doesn't like, like stories that I don't like the Patriots. I don't like the part. Red Sox. You don't have to like. I don't like the Patriots or the Red Sox. I just live here, man. No, I know. It's just it's just a bit I have against. You know, because Kyle, you, you come from the humble uh, Rust Belt, and you go to a place like Skidmore, right? And all of a sudden, you you, you know, culture these, shock. These accents and these <laughs> place names like Concord and right. and Somerville and Worc- don't get uh, started on Worcester. Worcester oh are God. just thrown. What do you at know you. about Worcester? <laughs> I've seen the town. That's all I need to know about oh, Worcester. the highway that represents the town of Worcester. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. No, I mean, I'm looking, my list is obviously, like, I haven't touched anything before, like, 70. Right. Like, I, I have to admit, I've never even seen Midnight Cowboy. Mm. And, oh, um, you gotta watch that. I'm definitely, like, like, after this, I'm, I'm obviously gonna hit up the apartment, but I, I have to see, like, a lot more of these. Right. Because I'm also, I'm also looking through the 60s, and I've seen, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I need to, I need to buck up and do this shit. Okay, John, mm-hmm. run the numbers. Um, okay, so according to those various random lists that uh, I consulted before we recorded, the top 10 uh, seem to be uh, in this order. Uh, the Godfather, uh, Casablanca, All About Eve, On the Waterfront, It Happened One Night, mm-hmm. The Godfather Part Two, Moonlight, Lawrence of Arabia, Silence of the Lambs, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I can get behind all of those. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing arguable there. It's like I think right. I think it's a little it's a little boring. Like yeah, all of, we know, is. all those movies are you know really great, um, mm-hmm. but that's that seems to be the general the general consensus. Um, and then fun fact: a lot of a lot of these also weren't updated. There were a handful that were published in like 2014 or 2015, so they didn't have a handful of things like Moonlight. Um, mm-hmm. But of the ones that were up to date, uh, Parasite was rated number 22 by mm-hmm. slant uh number 14 by reader's digest 21 by vulture six by business insider which i think is just the rotten tomatoes scores 
Uh, I think they just did that. Uh, And then Rotten Tomatoes, the adjusted scores, like factoring in when it came out and how many reviews it had, uh, is number one. Wait, which one? one. I'm sorry. Parasite. Oh, okay. By Rotten Tomatoes for their adjusted and their adjusted rankings. It's rated like the number number one or the best reviewed one of all time. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's where it figures in at this point. But obviously next year, a lot of places will do their rankings before before the academy awards um so we'll see where parasite ranks in there but we all had it in our top our top five wait mm-hmm. is that true pat did you have it in your top five well i didn't rank mine but oh, i did didn't. put oh, it in yeah there. okay i did yeah. i did include it in the list yeah i mean i think it would be top five but i'm i'm also uh weary of recency bias yeah yes. this is the thing i'll probably move mine down a bit but right now i'm just like wow parasite won best picture i know yeah, are there other other notable uh, first or, or first ever's? Uh, so obviously, Parasite being the um, the first. What's the what is the phrasing now? Is it international film or foreign language? Yeah, film now English film. film not in the English language. Some, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then Hurt Locker being the only film directed by a woman uh, mm-hmm. to win Best Picture. Are there what are, are there some other ones? No, some there's only 14 ones? films directed by women nominated for Best Picture, and they are Children of a Lesser God, Awakenings, Prince of Tides, which is a great movie, by the way. Um, I, I let me I'll just pull up the list because it's actually yeah 14. Like, That's depressing. Insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I made the list because I was like, oh, I should watch all of them. And I was like, oh, I've seen like 10 of the 14. <laughs> right. Um, and then I, I corrected. I, I, I watched Children of Lesser God Awakenings and Prince of Tides earlier this year. And they're they're interesting. Best Picture nominees directed by women. Children of a Lesser God. Awakenings. The Prince of Tides. The Piano, which is one of the best movies ever made. Mm. Lost in Translation. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh my god. I know. Little Miss Sunshine. The Hurt Locker, which won. An Education, which is one of my top ten movies mm. ever. Um, the Kids Are All Right, Winter's Bone, Zero Dark Thirty, Selma, Ladybird, and Little Women. Wow. And there are a handful of those that are nominated or directed by the same the same woman. Mm-hmm. So if you just made a list of like all the women well, who Greta has nominated. Greta has two and then Catherine Bigelow has two. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, unfortunate to put it mildly um yeah there's i'm sure there's some other there's some other first ever's that are notable but those are the the big ones the big ones that come to mind is is 2017 your favorite oscars like recent favorite recent oscars best picture wise um it is for me well i could see that i mean i think shape of water is such a lovely win because i think that's just a good i think it's a good movie yeah. It's not my favorite. I think it is cool that the movie where she fucks a fish monster won this picture. <laughs> um, and that it beat three billboards. Yeah, that is also nice. <laughs> yeah, for me, I just, yeah, I, I if I look at, so Call Me By Your Name, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, and Dunkirk, like just those five mm-hmm. have been some of like my favorite cinematic experiences. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then, Shape of Water winning, and that that's a movie that I, I really liked quite quite a bit, and was really happy with it. It's winning. interesting how exciting film years really come in waves. Yeah, like twenty seventeen was amazing. Twenty eighteen, I don't know. I love Can You Ever Forgive Me. That's what I got. Yeah, and then the favorite yeah. 
but I feel like those are the only things I really took away from 2018. Um, 2019, I got like the souvenir portrait of a lady on fire and little women. So like I'm set. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and this year I pretty much don't know anything that's coming out. Not yeah, even well, just it's... because of um, coronavirus shutting down movie theaters. I right. mean, just it, like the short list, there was stuff I was, I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know what these are. And I, I don't really know what's gonna happen in the fall. It, I think yeah. this might, this might end up being kind of an off year. Hmm. Yeah. Which is unfortunate as someone who's trying to write more reviews of movies. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I thought too, 2019 was my favorite year, like mm. in a really long time. Like I, I love 2017, but I'm a little biased because I, I saw a lot of the 2019 films mm. more than mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually fine with still sitting with those movies with the exception of Joker, Jojo Rabbit, and 1917. <laughs> Oh, I love for another year. You, oh yeah, John. For the for the for listener at home, Pat is giving oh, me yeah. a look. Yeah. I really like 1917. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's a symphony. It's an epic poem. I mean, it's very. It was like watching a video, game. and I was crying at the end. I was crying like when he when he spoiler alert <laughs> when he um jumps out of the the trench and runs yeah. mm-hmm. and like that. I I was mm-hmm. crying. But that's a super manipulative experience. And also, I just, I, you can see the tricks, sure. you know. I felt like I couldn't. So well. I was bad at seeing it. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I think in like the past year, I watched like some of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still coming down from that. Yeah. And so my, yeah, like the the hole inside of me that I just put movies into feels more sated than usual and has been for the past couple months. Yeah. So I'm sure that will open up again, but for now I'm, I'm fine not having the best things I've ever seen in my eyeballs. Yeah. And Hey, if you're ever at a shortage of things to watch, just go back and watch all of the uh, best picture nominees. Oh my God. Can you fucking (laughs) imagine like 700 of those? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They'll set you for a little while. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate you lending your expertise, and it's nice to uh, finally be able to get this off my chest. Now I can stop talking about it, uh, and Pat doesn't have to listen to me. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's nice to have completed things. Yeah, that's how I, I feel agree. about it. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so we can find uh, Hotcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yep, is that true? Um, yeah, there's like 70 something episodes, so you can just listen to all of them. It's been nice, like the further I get from it, the more I'm just like, oh, it's really nice that I have these recordings of times I hung out with my friends. Like, right, right. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it, it feels good. And um, that's, I think I was very nervous about like, just wanting to have it done. And now that we basically mm-hmm. have it done, I'm like, we can wait a little bit longer. Just yeah. To- to get it get them out there there's there's no rush i think i finally learned what i was supposed to learn from this which is calm down and be chill like ethan Hawke would want you to be right (laughs) um and so now it's just we will we will be back question mark yeah ethan Hawke, who is uh shockingly absent from uh best picture nominees i feel like boyhood apart from boyhood yeah that's really all um boyhood and dead poets oh that's right yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he's, oh, he's, yeah. Ethan operates outside. Ethan does exactly what he wants all the time. Yes. If Ethan wants to be in a Best Picture nominee, he'll get <laughs> in one. But he does not. Yeah. It's fair. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need it. Um, and where can we find you on the internet? 
so my Twitter is at Kyle underscore Amato. Uh, okay. My letterbox is Kyle Amato 92. And that's really all I use. Awesome. My Instagram is nothing. It's not nothing. You post uh, you post your uh, little snippets of the Peanuts. Uh, well, I don't comics. do that anymore because I finished the thing. I finished <laughs> oh, yeah. all, the true. whole damn Peanuts yeah, series. So there, yeah, there's no reason to follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You got anything, Pat? No, keep watching the Criterion channel. Yeah. We're going to have an episode soon about criteria, the Criterion oh, we channel. We asked, we asked and... uh, Kyle to bring in uh, three quarantine watches. Oh, right, oh, yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah, so I have them. Uh just in my head so number one too late to die young which is on the criterion channel it is about um an artist commune in chile in the summer of 1990 and it's about their kids and like kind of just like having a hazy summer learning how to operate just just being people Mm -hmm. um it's really i confused that with too old to die young which is a third which is like a 20 hour (laughs) it's not that too late to die young uh, Dominga Sotomayor is the director. Um, it's uh, it's a really lovely film that I saw at the Brattle Theater last summer uh, that really has has sat with me, and it is debuting exclusively on the Criterion Criterion channel, which is really cool. Hell yeah! Uh, so you should absolutely watch that. My other uh, number two, I would say, uh, Married to the Mob, the Jonathan Demme comedy from 1989. It is available on Amazon Prime currently. Ooh, a- Academy Award winner, yeah, Jonathan my, Demme. My king, I love him so much. <laughs> Uh, Marriage and Love is one of the funniest movies we've ever seen. It stars Michelle Pfeiffer trying to escape the mob, essentially. It's hysterical. Uh, and my third nomination, I would say, um, oh, Sweetie, the Jane Campion film. It's one okay. of her earliest films. It's about a girl with a sister who's a little mentally not all there, and it's just about like a wacky Australian family. That's it. It's great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow, I yeah. love those. I'll I'll go off the Jonathan Demi thing. Um, something wild, which is another one of oh, his pre Silent of the I Lamb films, is on. Um, I believe it is on HBO, mm-hmm. and that is. I think like it's also one on the Criterion the Channel like, right now. Okay, it's also, but it's also, it's like a road trip. It's a Bonnie and Clyde yep. movie mixed with a screwball comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I gotta recommend that one. Oh yeah, I don't really have anything. So what about I you, John? Yeah, I, I I totally spaced on bringing anything in. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, in in honor of uh, talking about 2017, um, I was just talking with someone about all the great movies from that year, and something that came to mind that one of my friends is is watching uh, pretty soon is Princess Sid. Oh, that's a wonderful movie. That was one of my really favorite movies movie. of that year. Yeah. yeah. Movie that a lot of people forgot. I don't about. know that one. It's just about a girl um, living with her aunt for the summer in Chicago. Yeah, that's it. It's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice little coming of age, coming of age story. Exactly. Thank you so much, Kyle. I really appreciate it. Oh, and uh, like. Uh, yeah. R- thank please, you, Kyle. If you enjoy what you hear. Yeah, please like and subscribe and rate yeah. and review say and say good things about us. And we we'll read all the comments. So <laughs> yes, be nice. Sure. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Kyle. 